Welcome to Courageous Conviction. Remember that Jeff and I record each Saturday five episodes. So please hit the like button, subscribe so you catch all five episodes. We usually start out with one theme or topic. We have to go down a lot of rabbit holes to really understand it. Some things are more sensitive than others right now, what's going on in the world. So hit the, hit the like button, subscribe, and let's jump in to this video. Are we sure about that? Now, if they're children of God, why can't they be baptized? They cannot be baptized. If they've had undergone an operation, there's, there, you know, there's no baptism there. Are we sure about that? Well, I think it just depends on whether they're willing to go back to the same you know, biological gender. I don't think yeah. there's a gray area. I, I don't think so. I, I don't think that... Uh, I, I, well, you know, this director on his website, and, and if he, I encourage people to listen to Greg's podcast, because he, he tries to take... He's, he's, like, he's more like you. He takes, tries to take that really... That's that loving size for not defending any people, right? And I, and I can respect solid. that. And I and I respect that. I think he could be a little more solid, though, because I think he kind of leaves the door open. But he he, he has a good way of bringing it around. He, he did good with it. Sometimes I like to see him take a little stronger stance on it because it kind of gives like, well, you know, that's your choice. That's agency. When when gender is not an agency, it's not including agency, right? That's the way to, and that thought. Oh, no, but 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 the but the the agency to to say I want to be a woman. I mean, I'm still allowed to do that. Nobody's going to step in the way. Well, I, mean, I guess I'm, that's I'm the same agency. I... But that's the same agency once you come in the covenant path and you break the, you, you know, you don't have free agency anymore. You just have the agency if you want to continue with that covenant or not. And so I guess that's what we're trying to say here. Well, we, can, is, we, can make, we can make a bad choice. We're allowed to make bad choices. That's not going to get in our way. We're just, but it has consequences. It absolutely does, you know, and it always will. And that's kind of what I'm saying here. You know, the church has to, has to, Accept all, you know, children of God with open arms, regardless. I mean, hey, even if they've been, um, you know, had a sex change and decided to come to church and get baptized. Well, okay. I'm sure there's got to be a, a, a road back or a road to the, to the gospel and get a, and to be baptized, despite, you know, choices that might have been made to. to and and I, I guess that's my point. That, that eventually, I think that. The church may change that position for baptism, and 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 I'm okay with that. I'm, well, okay. I'm actually I'm actually okay with that because the baptism is just a commitment to that. Hey, I am covenant with my Savior Jesus Christ, and as a son or daughter of God, right? Then the hope would be that well, the baptism should be that they're that they're going to straighten out. Right? If we're going to actually recognize them as as the gender that they're not and baptize them in that name, then we have even more confusion going down. No, the road. It that's not what I'm saying. I don't think that we're going down that road. Well, I, I think, think that many church... people think they are. And this church director, actually, on his website, if you if if you go to his website and listen to Greg's podcast, I'm talking talk to to the the people listening right now. But and, and again, the link will be down below. But if you go to this, this, this director's website, he talks about a few principles that he's all about right now. What he wants to do with this communications department, and one of the aspects, of the, the last one, even Greg had a problem. He said, "This is a new principle. I didn't know we had the church." He says that change. That's the whole Obama thing, change, right? This whole change, this whole division, you know, came. Look, and, and, and I think this is, I, I listened to Tim, Tim Poole the other day, and he made a good point. He said, you know, he said, he said, the, the, the variety or the, the, what's the word I'm looking for here? We, we as a, we as a country tried to be, tried to be, well, we have different cultures meld in, right? And, and he's talking about how, how diversity, 
the whole idea of diversity, how it's beautiful, right? And that's what the rainbow represents. Well, diversity only brings on confusion. You have to have a cultural norm. And as Jordan Peterson was speaking, you know, this is a renowned, you know, was a clinical psychologist who's, who has his books now, Troubles for Life and so forth. He's the one who kind of started taking a stand in universities. Uh, I'm not changing the gender just because this person just decided that's how they feel that day. I'm not going to play this game of these pronoun games, right? And he even came out lately and said, you know, I like going to the red states because I can just be myself. In the blue states, I've got to be careful of everything. I might be sued. And this was the thing that was being said to my wife. If she says the wrong things, she and the church could be sued. Essentially is what they were saying. And so that's why we're going through this now in church. But I don't want to go to church for that. I want to be able to go to church and relax in the environment and not have to worry about somebody getting bent out of shape or butt hurt and going to the bishop and causing issues for me and my family, right? I don't want that. So if they're going to come to church, I know it's going to be tough. And I know it's going to be out there. They're going to be blasting me for this. When it's funny, it gets people out there saying, you're just too difficult. You're not loving. I am very loving. I'm just, I always look at what the consequences are going to come down the road. I look at past today and see what's going to happen down the road. Where can this go? I lived in these countries where I saw people take that little bit, little bit of an opening because they wanted all this opening. Say, so you see, you see, you see, and run with it, including leadership. And we're going to see that. And that's going to be a very difficult road to hoe. And people are going to have to put their seatbelts on, their spiritual seatbelts on, and buckle up. And they're going to have to put their testimony in the Book of Mormon, including those war chapters. And that's something I'd like for us to go through, too, because President Nelson came out last week and actually stated, I'd like to play what he said next week, Jeff, actually said, don't worry about those the war chapters and the rumors of wars. Just focus on these two points in the Book of Mormon. And I thought to myself, wow, we really need to be looking at that. We're going to take somebody like General Moroni, who, if we're all like him, Satan's power would be bound. And we're going to ignore that right now. You know, those are things right now that are being said. And we have to understand, hey, prophets have their opinions on things as well. And so do other leaders. Look, Judas Iscariot in the seminary class I taught, we talked about before, was placed in the church because corruption would always be in the church. And the corruption, as President Benson and Oliver Benson at the time, he had said he worried that the corruption would pervade further into the church departments, the church office buildings. And we're seeing that. Right. This is a result of that. Sure, we can be compassionate, but there's those that want to take this. And this church director believes that there is change necessary in the church in that regard as to adaptation and accepting these people that go off on these whims. I mean, and I'll, I'll finish with this. Right. I know our time's up here. If I was a drunkard or if I had these, you know, these these sexual habits and desires and I come to church and I'm leaning to that and I want to give that influence. If I come to church with alcohol in my breath, are people going to want to be around me? Well, they must say, oh, we love you, you know, but are they going to put me in positions of responsibility of the youth? They say, no, obviously you are not stable enough to discipline yourself to be in that position. We need to work with you. Well, we're taking the LGBTQ idea and we're saying, well, we're just going to discard some of that standard. And we're going to allow you to do certain things. I think we're making room now. We're doing something that, that for a small percentage, there's probably more alcoholics out there and, 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 and so forth, then there are people that we're going to address this issue with. And yet we have a standard for them. You know, we can go on and hold down the list. There's a standard for them to live by. When I first remember, I'm a convert. When I was a convert, I was converted as a young teenager. When I came to church, the first thing they taught me was, here's how you dress the standard of dress to serve the sacraments. Now, down in Latin America, they lower a lot of the standards. Right. And I had a problem with that mistake. And I, my whole issue was to go around to the bishop saying, we need to raise a standard. 
We need to raise the standard because this is an ordinance. And those serving the sacrament should be dressed appropriately. Well, they're poor and they can't afford it. So wait a minute. They all have iPhones, Apple iPhones, right? Yeah, and they're all paying for their, for their, yeah, they, they can go buy some shoes. It's not that expensive and slacks and a tie and a shirt. And Bishop, why don't you do it for them if they're that poor? You know, let's teach the standard. And what we're seeing now is a pulling away from the standard. I'm going to stay on the mooring, Jeff. I'm standing on the mooring. The boat is loose from the mooring right now and is drifting with the currents. And I believe that the Lord is going to bring that boat back to the mooring. If, if not, then all this was in vain. But I don't believe that's true. I know for a fact it's not true because the, we've been in other pastures and there's not any greener out there. The church is going through growing pains. And it's going to happen. Satan's going to look. This church is true. If it wasn't true, Satan wouldn't work so hard to bring it down. The Book of Mormon is true. If it wasn't true, it wouldn't be such an effort in Latin America at the ruin to try to hide those evidences. And they do. I can tell you that. And I can show that. Right. But Satan's going to attack the church. And we're going to have to buckle our seatbelts up and say, hey, the Lord will fix this down the road. What do we do in the meantime? Well, that's open. That's what we're talking about here. And unfortunately, for time wise. We're out of time there, but I'll give you closing arguments on this, Jeff. I think it's something that's going to cause confusion. It's going to be, it's going to be, you know, a lot of sensitivity here. I'm glad that these people are being recognized as children of God, but let's not cause the problem to fester. Let's not infect the problem more, right? And I feel like we're going to be doing that going down this road. Now, I don't know. I'm just saying. This is what he's done in the past. These are things that he has advocated for. You know, he's very, very, very pro actually doing it. He actually condones the act of transgenderism, you know. So I just think that's where it's going to be an issue. Jeff, you take closing arguments. Well, I, 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 um, I understand it's a complicated issue. Um, and, and yet we are making it more complicated in life, it seems, by going you know, around and saying, Hey, you know, we're going to, we're going to be more accepting. Um, and, and the church has to take a stance, you know, it, it has to be accepting to all individuals. I think that us as, you know, followers of Christ, we want to be accepting to others as well. Um, but we, there's nothing in there that says that we have to, um, accept, you know, immoral behavior, you know, um, and I think that most people that are coming to church, you know, are looking more toward a higher moral standard. Um, and, you know, maybe some people are just going to weed themselves out. You know, I, I think there's something to be said about having these conversations so that we don't deviate too much. Um, but the church has to take a stance. You know, there's a legal stance. We don't, we're not going to change our, our, the, the, we're not going to change core gospel doctrine. Um, and that's just, it's, it's, it's not going to happen. I think Jesus Christ uh, is definitely the head of this church. And I think that our prophet and apostles, um, regardless of some decisions that uh, seem to be questionable, you know, because um, the church is allowing for pronouns, you know, in the handbook. It says that. Does that mean that all of a sudden, you know, down the road, something else is going to happen to where we've got to baptize, uh, you know, uh, transitioned, transitioned individuals and allow them, you know, um, 
that their pronouns become solidified, you know, they're going to start receiving the priesthood. If, if you're a, you know, a biological woman, uh, I don't know, that's not going to happen. Um, the church isn't really talking about that, you know, uh, much, but, you know, at least from what I'm hearing, but it, it does say that, you know, there's unfinished business. It's a complicated situation, but, um, the church doesn't baptize those that are planning transsexual operations and um, it will imperil their membership if that, if that does, you know, which means that they're not going to get into the church either. You know, there's not going to be uh, an allowance. Well, there, there may be that opening down the road. I mean, I can see that coming, but we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. The the point I want to make for our listeners is that especially those, I mean, the idea of the podcast is try to bring people back to Christ and, and, you know, there's a, it is a confusing world right now. And we've let this go too far. And it's our fault for not taking stances earlier and defending um, freedom and, 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 you know, this whole agenda, fighting against this whole agenda, the world economic form. But people just don't know about it, Jeff. Now, this podcast, I think people start following this podcast, they're going to know about these things because we're going to talk about these. We're going to say, these were the secret combinations are. They're not hiding anymore. In fact, the secret combinations are meeting in Davos this month. And their whole premise this month is the world economic forum I'm talking about, right? And that's where the key is coming from. Nine nations gave them teeth in 2019. You know, Klaus Schwab started this like in 1971. They've been building up slowly but surely. It's a progressive movement. And now they got the teeth during the whole lockdown. They saw the people out of fear. So they create the fear, the fear mongering. And they hate, you know, they hate is a fear. If you call it a hater, then you fear that, right? So they're doing everything out of fear. And I watched these countries collapse, Jeff, that I lived in. I've watched them lose their freedoms. And I'm watching it happening here. It's sad for me to do. And this is all part of it. This is what I got a problem with because this all comes back to taking our freedom and our free agency from the rest of us. Is what this is all about. And this is why I take such a hard stance on it because I see where this is going with the left, right? I know where they're marching with this. And we're going to have leaders, bishops, big presidents, they're going to fall into this and they're going to think it's okay. And you're going to start seeing a lot of confusion. And people like my mom, who's on a road back right now, this is a tough one for her because she's a traditional, you know, President Benson letter is saying, right? So I just think that we need to hold on, buckle our seatbelts up. I know for a fact, this is the Lord's church. I know for a fact the Book of Mormon is true. And I'm holding to that because I've been out to other pastors and I've been to other churches and I tried to be a member of other churches and I just could not do it because I knew this was the restored gospel. So I had to make the change in my life and live those standards and come back. And I had to let things go. I had to stop doing what I was doing and change to be what I'm at now. Right. And that, that idea, that principle will not change with the Lord. And, yeah. and that's, that's, that's embedded in the, in the, in the Bible. In the Book of Mormon, DNC, you know, those aren't going to change. Closing, Jeff, close it up for us, bud. I thank you for being with us on Courageous Conviction. Remember, there's five episodes each week that we put out. We have to go down a lot of rabbit holes, so stay with us. Hit the thumbs up, subscribe, and don't miss tomorrow's episode on Courageous Conviction.